This is a Rooster Teeth production. The month of December ushers in the holiday season, typically a time of joy, celebration, and togetherness. A popular face for the holidays being Santa Claus. But there is another figure associated with the holidays with a much more sinister story. This half-goat, half-demon hunts naughty children and punishes them for their wrongdoings. Today, we embrace the holidays and take a look at the story of Krampus. This is Red Web. Task Force, it is that time of the year to get creepy in the holidays. This is Red Web, the show all about mysteries, true crime, cryptids, aliens, UFOs, and everything in between. I am your mystery enthusiast, Trevor Collins, and coming in blind, maybe not this week, because he knows it's coming, Alfredo Diaz reacting with all those good gut instinct questions. Krampus, you son of a gun. Here we are. Um, Yeah, I was... I remember after we shot an episode, I was like, oh, you know what? For Christmas, you just do something like Krampus. Yep. And now, here we are. Honestly, know a lot about him, but nothing all at the same time. Yeah. I it's just weird. Know I he's think... bad Santa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, kind of yeah. like you described him, demon-ish, goat-ish. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, going after the bad kids. Yep. Stuffing yeah. them in a sack and then taking them off. Yeah, I don't know what his origin is, from where, what country, oh, yeah. or what, whatnot. But you know, I've seen some movies with Krampus. Absolutely. So Yeah. I mean, that's what we're going to break down. We're going to talk about his physical description. We have a few images, as always. If you're not watching on our YouTube channel, mm-hmm. we have social media at Red Web Pod where we post all those photos. But uh, we're going to talk about that description and then also, yeah, the traditions and history behind the story of Krampus as well as theorizing the origins of this story. It's definitely something that I feel like most people have heard of, Mm -hmm. but don't know much about. So I'm excited to dive in this holiday season. Yeah, is it like just children? Like if I was like, oh, Christian's a big baby. (laughs) What? (laughs) <laughs> or they, get, or they grab he's Christian. Big naughty baby. Yeah, he's a big naughty Say baby. And he drags him off. Yeah. Drags him off. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you just sent him a hit list of people. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm just saying. It sounds convenient, low touch, no evidence. <laughs> what kind of naughty are we talking about? You know, it depends. You Any know, way like, you want to shake. All right. Okay. You know, the chair Krampus, gets down. I see you, you naughty. Know? <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of, uh, it is the holiday season and we are recording this ahead of time. So I do hope you all are enjoying your comfy, cozy holiday seasons, wherever you are with families, friends, and loved ones, however you celebrate. I hope you're having a good time. And if it hasn't sold out by the time that you're hearing this store.roosterteeth.com, we have that nice red web hoodie back in stock. So get it while the getting's good. It's got the task force logo embroidered right on the chest. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, it's a good one. Every time we've had a variant of this hoodie, it has sold out, so get it while you can. Or, hey, share the Task Force love with a friend or loved one. Gifts for the holidays. That's true. It's weird. Task Force members, they like clothing themselves. They like wearing clothes. Yeah. Not so naughty. Not going to get bagged and tagged <laughs> by Krampus. Weird. <laughs> it's weird that they like clothes. <laughs> weird. What a weird group. Yeah. And while we're at it, I just want to say as well, because I'm super excited about it, and we're inching ever closer, January 3rd, we got the Squonk pin and 
the squonk plushie arriving. Yes, I know, just on the aft end of the holiday season. But hey, get mm -hmm. yourself a uh, store.roosterteeth.com gift card. Give that to a friend. Give that to yourself as a gift. Right. And then you're ready for Jan 3, the drop. Squonk. <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> Cut to me wanting to just fill Ziploc bags full of water <laughs> instead of the plushie and sending it out to people. Uh, <laughs> melted in transit. You ship it with a or, mirror and a or water. Or just a wet box. Just a wet it's box. Just a wet box with Dude, a mirror in it's it. It's just a wet box and the note that, shit, that says you shouldn't have looked at it. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing. When you get your squonk plush, yes. buy it, enjoy it, feel it, don't look at don't it. Don't you dare. We're not responsible if it turns to water. <laughs> It may melt just like the real squonk. <laughs> All right. With the goofs aside, let's talk about Krampus. Right. With the goofs aside, let's talk about <laughs> let's Krampus. Get, hey, let's, everyone let's in this get room, serious, everyone, everyone in the Krampus. headquarters, let's get serious. Okay. It's Krampus. Krampus is said to be a half goat, half man, usually covered in brown or black hair. He has cloven hooves, bloodshot eyes, horns, a very long tongue, and fangs. Typically when seen in imagery, drawings, or... Uh, cosplays of this entity. The bloodshot eyes are always very prominent, and the tongue is always just dangling out. We're talking about like... Like Venom style? Like Venom style. I okay. was going to say like, what was the name? Gene Simmons from... Oh, from Kiss. Kiss. Yeah. yeah. And this is a kiss you do not want. Here, let me show you some photos. One is a real rendering of what Krampus could look like, and one is a traditional piece of art. Jeez. He's one ugly mugger. Hey, don't let him hear you say that. Mm. He's real. Yeah, I mean, the top one is a very detailed, demonic-looking goat face. Yeah. Uh, it is quintessential demon imagery happening, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. All the way down to the goat part of it. Yeah. Very very heavy on the goat looks. So. Yeah. I think, like, waist down is essentially, like, Mr. Tumnus, but evil, right? You got the goat legs yeah. with the hooves at the bottom and then that, that tail. But he is also said to wear bells and chains hanging from his arms, and he carries a sack over the back of his shoulder, or sometimes a basket. And that sack, we'll get into it, but that sack is usually what he's depicted as carrying children away, naughty children, off to hell, as it were. Jesus! Yeah. I mean, they just went straight to the deep end. Oh, he doesn't He doesn't uh, mess around when it comes to punishing. I mean, he <laughs> it's all or nothing for this entity. Okay. Scaring kids straight. Follow the rules. Or you might get dragged off. That's probably what the story is like based off of. Like, probably. I feel like just most to scare kids. Most stories are just morality lessons. Like, yeah, you know, don't chew bubblegum and spit it out into Jesse's hair. You know. Oh, that sucks. Or you're gonna get dragged off by the Krampus. <laughs> My Krampus in a bag. Yeah, we were talking before we started recording. There's actually a a movie about Krampus. Yes. With Adam Scott as the lead, and forgive me, I I don't remember the rest of the cast. It's been a few years, but actually pretty pretty well depicted version of Krampus and it doesn't do the hell stuff as much, but the way I'm not going to spoil it, but the way they are punished as a family is very interesting and also terrible at the same time. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those movies where I don't want such a feel good or, but I still want a Christmas movie. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's, it's like solid for a horror, for the horror genre. Yeah. Which the bar is pretty low on those. Sure. Yeah. yeah. But that's the description. Very simple enough. I'm sure you could Google up some images as always. Be mindful if you're going to go Googling, just to be sure I don't know what you're going to find. But you're definitely going to see a spooky goat man. Now let's talk about the traditions slash the history that has led to the idea of Krampus. So 
Let's talk about German Christmas tradition. You have St. Nicholas, who I'm sure many of us have at least lightly heard of, visits on the night of December 5th. Not the traditional Christmas that we know now as 25th, but on December 5th to reward good children with gifts. In Alpine, Austria, this is the day that's known as Krampusnacht or Krampus Night. On December 6th, it's known as Nikolaustag or St. Nicholas Day, where children look outside to see if the shoe they'd left out the night before contains presents or a rod, which signified bad behavior. Again, to modernize so, it in the traditional sense, Christmas being like the lump of coal for the bad kids in the stocking above the tree. Yeah. And then presents under the tree for, for the goodies. So, so you can wait, see did, some did, of the similarities. Did, Saint, did Santa originate from yes. German culture? That's where I can't make a definitive statement. I just don't know personally, mm -hmm. but I have researched this in, in my long ago past in like a high school report. Right. There are elements of St. Nicholas all throughout the European region, ah. uh, like in Norway and in, in Germany and Austria and whatnot. So there's pieces of it that I think all loosely assemble to be the modern idea of Santa Claus. Yeah, I mean, like leaving the shoe out. I mean, even though we have stocking. And you leave out cookies, but the, by the chimney. Mm -hmm. you, so you can see, you're going to start to see some of those similarities. Wait, where? Okay, hold on. Get in there. Don't judge me. Where does Christmas originate from? Christianity. Okay. Well, okay. if you want to go way, way back, yeah, paganism is... Okay, and that's, that's what That's I where it starts to get hairy with, like... That's what I know. I thought my world was going to be changed and the Germans invented Christmas or something. I have no idea. No. I was, I was making sure. This is just like their... Okay. I, think, I mean, because we are talking about Krampus. In a, in, a, in a pretty honest sense, as Christianity entered into what is now the UK and like yeah. the Norse region of Europe, and they wanted to convert the Norse peoples and they would activate mm -hmm. instilled beliefs and ideology yes. of the local peoples into their religion to help that transition. Yeah, the crusades and everything like that. Well, yes. I mean, yeah. there are men countless examples of that. Through, yeah. Okay, cool. Time. Just double checking. Yeah. I didn't, what I, what I knew was right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, also, I, I love history, but I don't know everything about history. Oh, so. Yeah. Task Force, forgive me if I'm making a few minor mistakes here and there. Love when you guys reach out to add addendums or give yeah. other facts. Love that stuff. So feel free to continue doing that. But yeah, coming back to December 6th, that's when the kids would wake up, look outside the shoes they left outside the night before. They'd have their have presents if they were good or a rod in the shoe to signify the bad behavior. Now, while St. Nick brings children treats and sometimes toys, Krampus was the one who would bring the punishments. Not only does he bring the punishments, but is said to chase children and torture them and sometimes capture them. Torture them via scares, torture them via perhaps physically, mm -hmm. but definitely to instill fear in kids. Oh, I mean, I would wonder what is Krampus's weaknesses? Probably his hoofs. You know, I feel mm -hmm. like I could outrun that thing. Oh, yeah. does he drop down on all fours like a horse though and then really pick um, up steam? Good luck then. Yeah, but if you got on an ice rink, <laughs> You ever see a deer on ice? Come on. That's that's one way Me neither, to try. But, I mean, come on. Like. That's, that's one way. Quick throw water down the ground. Freeze it. <laughs> what, what's your defense? What's my defense? Right. Krampus coming right at you. You look around the snowy tundra. Mm -hmm. you, you try to piece together what's going on. How are you going to tackle this eight foot tall monstrosity known as Krampus? Uh, with a Christmas colored gat. 
It's going to be a trend. It's going to be a trend. How are you going to conjure? How are you going to conjure these spirits with a gat? <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, like, is is like. I guess you could make a monster movie out of like Krampus, right? Mm-hmm. It'd be like a, it could be like a monster creature flick. I just, yeah, what would Krampus's weaknesses be? You know, because everything's got to have weakness. Nothing I feel like, like uh, it'd have to be something like cheerful singing, right? I mean, here's the thing. That's why Whovilles are like Whoville is fine. Yeah, they got Grinch. They got their they got their entity. Yep. Krampus can't step foot in there. All I that mean, singing. it makes sense. I hate that it makes sense, but right? It makes sense. Yeah, got you. <laughs> But moving on, let's talk what Krampus does now with these captured children. Because once captured, it's unknown exactly where he would take them. But some say that Krampus would drag the children to hell or drown them in a river or sometimes even eat them. So really, there's no limit to the length that Krampus is going to go to punish a child for cheating on a test or stealing a Snickers bar. You know, like Krampus is is out there to to, to hold down the law. It, It sounds terrible, all of it. It's not great. And I and I can imagine that this would definitely help at least these German and Austrian kids uh you know stay in their lane. Yeah. Not don't be too mischievous. They kind of really full sent it. Santa gives you a lump of coal. Krampus kill you. Right. And in this economy, I feel like coal's actually pretty all right. Yeah. It doesn't burn clean, but man, is it gonna give you some heat, some energy, you know, keep that <laughs> fireplace going? Maybe make a steak on it or something. Just one yeah. coal. But Krampus carries also with him a bundle of birch branches called a rutin, which he uses to attack the naughty children. This might ring a bell for our office fans out there who remember Dwight Schrute coming into the office and being Belschnickel. Belschnickel. <laughs> and uh, anyone who was punished because they were bad, he would hit them with birch branches. I don't know anything about Belschnickel, and if it's real or not, forgive me, but I, it's just a visual that comes to mind. I mean, this furthers my case of, like, this is just a... Um you know, don't misbehave type of tale. Right, right. Because it, now you're getting a spanking. <laughs> right. It, it feels very much like one yeah. of those kids' tales. But, I mean, honestly, Mother Goose never said anything about being dragged to hell. Okay? <laughs> Eaten alive. Man, I forgot about Mother Goose. It's been a long time since I've heard of Mother Goose. Christian, while I continue, do you mind looking up if Bell Schnickel's real? That's an embarrassing question to ask. But sure. I, I feel like, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I did find out Krampus does have a weakness. Oh! <gasps> Do tell. Uh, Krampus's weakness, according to a couple of different things I'm looking at, his weakness is fruit. If you were to offer him fruit, typically an apple or an orange, he will take it, sit down and eat it, and engage in polite conversation, after which he will leave. Oh, he'll leave? Mm-hmm. I thought you just had to have, like, a bag full of oranges you just to go. offer him one piece of fruit? Yeah, apparently. Offer Dang. him some fruit, he'll sit down, eat it, and then he'll just bounce. Now, that really... Also, uh, having a conversation with you sounds so creepy at first but i mean if he's willing to answer some questions what would you ask him yeah what kind of insight would you want to glean i don't know it's like who your parents your color like the whole spectrum <laughs> yeah yeah just get <laughs> you know? to know him how do you feel about santa i kind of misbehave real i kind of misbehave Is just to, real? to have him come back around you know <laughs> yeah i want him coming back around every christmas and i have my orange ready and i'm like right. yeah i stole this orange but i wanted to see you again you know i just Cut feel like two. we got off on a really good hoof <laughs> Cut to oh, come dead. <laughs> Cut to uh, the Christmas where he goes. All right. Anyways, I got this. Fr- uh, oh no! It's I'll a be potato. right back. I gotta go back. To, I gotta go back to the store. 
I feel like maybe I could talk him around. I, f- I feel like I could fix Krampus. I feel like you if know? it was literally that easy, I would just get weird with it. I'd mm. grab like a banana and be like, Krampus, look what I could do. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, here's an apple. We want an apple. <laughs> He's like, you made me redefine naughty because I just can't keep coming back to your house. I don't know, man. I feel like it, was, it sounds so easy. <laughs> you're think you're getting li- skipped by St. Nicholas and Krampus. Be, I don't think it'd be that simple. Oh. <laughs> Oh uh, man, Belschnickel is real, by the way. Okay, he okay. He's a the first line in Wikipedia says Belschnickel is a crotchety fur-clad Christmas gift bringer figure in the folklore of a specific region of southwestern Germany. Oh, okay. So that's kind of what I was wow. getting at is that there are there are piecemealed kind of yeah. ideologies that all came together for a modern Saint Nicholas. But let's get back to business. Okay, so there's a tradition in Austria, Germany, Hungary, Slovenia and the Czech Republic known as Krampusloff, or Krampus Parade. These parades started as an ancient pagan ritual, so there you go, to ward off winter's ghosts. Really trying to save Scrooge, past, present, future. Yeah. Now, during these parades, adults drink lots of alcohol, wear masks, fursuits, and chains while chasing spectators. Interesting. Okay. Now, flashing forward into the late 20th century, Krampus runs became increasingly popular in Austria and Germany as a means to preserve cultural heritage. I imagine Krampus runs would be akin to these parades, yeah? A Krampus run, it seems like a kind of like a parade in which a lot of people dress up as Krampus and they walk around with cowbells, sticks, and torches. And according to this one article, says that they will run through the streets and terrorize spectators, quote, grabbing people to take them to their lair and even whipping people on the legs with their birch sticks. So pretty much being Krampus. And pretty much. And having yeah. the whole town gather up to to parade around as Krampus. Yeah, and be like, lol, 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 I'm getting smacked. You're either... With the branches on my leg. You're either in on it or you're being terrorized. Yeah. But I yeah, like that's... I mean, I, that makes sense. I've mentioned in previous episodes, you know... um, Born and raised in San Francisco, they had beta breakers mm-hmm. and they had people who legit ran it, which is awesome. You just run through the whole city. You're running through like neighborhoods and stuff like that. Or most people just dressed up. Yeah. It, it was like Halloween and you just, they didn't run. They just, um, they just kind of walked. Some people had mini floats, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, others would like start at the beach and then like. Just and end at the beach. And, yeah, and at the <laughs> beach. Yeah. Others will like start at the beach, and then as soon as you pass by their house or your neighborhood, just break off and then go home. <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, so this I can I can see this. This makes sense. Yeah, it's different, but yeah. And as Christianity grew, these traditions were strongly opposed by the Catholic Church, for what it's worth, and Christians because of Krampus's resemblance to the devil, which makes a lot of sense. The Christian and mm-hmm. Catholic image of the devil it definitely evokes a lot of the same kind of descriptors. All the way down to the the horns and yeah, the tail the very and the goat look. legs. Oh, absolutely! And that could play into the modernization of a lot of these familiar themes. It's been theorized that the physical aspects of Krampus have actually been fabricated over the years or embellished. Some believe that the Christians added the chains to evoke the binding of the devil. The basket that he uses to carry wicked children to hell, also potentially being an addition added later, and. So that's where things can start to get a little hairy as we try to dissect the origin of this folklore entity. So 
These religious ties are likely why the legend is now more commonly associated with Christmas than the winter solstice celebration. In Austria in 1923, all Krampus-related activities were banned by the fascist Christian Social Party. As Wikipedia says, quote, the Christian Social Party was a right-wing political party in the German Empire founded in 1878. It was unclear whether they banned the celebrations because of his ties to the Christian devil or his less clear ties to the Social Democrats. Either way, this ban only lasted a few years and Krampus grew back to his full popularity in the 20th century, like I mentioned, leading up to the late 20th century where they have these Krampus runs and people celebrate it almost as like, yes, there's like the, the birch stick and like the scaring people, but almost as a way to celebrate this historic folklore in their region. I had no idea Krampus was this popular. Same. He's, he's not in the States, like in no. the US. He's just really not. I yeah. mean, like everyone knows of Krampus because it's like, oh, you know, Krampus is like the the evil Santa. Mm -hmm. But he's widely popular in like Germany. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it seems like a lot of origins are there and stuff like that. Or right. at least information and tidbits, but which makes sense. It adds up. But there's also a lot more, whether it be politically or detail wise, like just throughout here. That I had no idea. Again, I'm I'm kind of with you on the fact that I, yeah, I've heard of Krampus. I know it's like this evil entity, et cetera, et cetera. But like, I guess I just didn't realize how pervasive it was. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot more to Krampus than than I would have thought. This episode of Red Web is sponsored by Shady Rays. Give the gift of the best sunglasses around this holiday season with Shady Rays. Shady Rays are premium polarized shades. They've got world-class optical clarity, serious durability, and styles that cater to everyone in every lifestyle. No matter what your style is, they can make it pop. Plus, they have a bananas protection program. That's their word. It's, it's bonkers, honestly, because they will provide you with a replacement pair of sunglasses if you lose or break yours. That's awesome. So if you break yours one day, you know, you're just hanging out, maybe hunting a, a bit of a Sasquatch or something, and they fall off your head and right under Bigfoot's foot, they'll send you a new one. No questions asked. You don't need to validate the existence of Bigfoot. They'll just send you a new one. And honestly, it would probably take a Bigfoot to crush these things because they make the most quality sunglasses as good as any expensive pair you've probably ever worn. And they offer free returns and exchanges. So if you don't love your pair of Shady Rays, you can simply ship them back. I have a couple of pair of Shady Rays and I really enjoy the classic Wayfair shape and style that they got going on. And you know, if you know me and you know my shades, you know I love those polarized lenses. Uh, I was recently on vacation at a beach and man, did it help with the sun glaring off the ocean by having that polarized. It was nice. Wore them the entire time. Super comfortable. And I was looking stylish. Right now, Shady Rays is running their deepest deal of the season. Just go to ShadyRays.com and use promo code REDWEB to get 50% off two or more pairs. That's essentially buy one, get one. Or if you prefer, that's two pairs as low as $54. Once again, that's ShadyRays.com. Use code REDWEB and get your shades on. This episode of REDWEB is also sponsored by BetterHelp. Everyone could use a user manual for life, but unfortunately there aren't any, so it's easy to feel stuck when things aren't working for you. Navigating any of life's challenges can make just about anyone feel unsure, whether it's a career change, a new relationship, or becoming a parent. Therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of these challenging emotions and learn productive coping skills, which makes therapy the closest thing to creating a user manual for the complex engine called you. 
BetterHelp has connected over 3 million people with licensed therapists. It's convenient and accessible anywhere, 100% online. I enjoy how simple their website is to use. And when you first get there, there's a small and quick survey that you can answer and uh, it personalizes the type of therapist that you're looking for. It's, it's really helpful and I really appreciate that part about their website. As the world's largest therapy service online, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists. Again, available 100% online. By the way, it's affordable. You just fill out a brief questionnaire, the one that I talked about, and they will match you with a therapist. And if things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. It couldn't be simpler. There's no waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless search for the right therapist. You can learn more and save 10% off your first month if you decide at betterhelp.com slash redweb. Once again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash redweb. This episode of Red Web is also brought to you by HelloFresh. It's the most festive time of the year, and HelloFresh is here to help you make the most out of every moment. They send fresh, pre-proportioned ingredients straight to you so you can cut out the grocery trip and spend that time celebrating. From holiday hosting dinners to busy weeknights, you can count on HelloFresh to deliver fresh ingredients and seasonal recipes. HelloFresh's priority is bringing you quality, fresh meal ingredients. So those ingredients travel from the farm to your home in less than seven days so you know that they're going to be fresh. Whether you're hosting a holiday party or just stocking up on snacks this season, you'll find everything that you need at the HelloFresh market. They've got quick breakfasts, they got charcuterie boards, they've even got like a bunch of desserts, which I'm a super big fan of. So it's never been easier to prep for a party or fill your pantry. I've used HelloFresh quite a number of times now and I love how easy their recipes are. They're very quick and you can keep them around too. So if you uh, don't get them in the next HelloFresh batch, you can always have that recipe to make again in the future and build out your culinary experience. I feel like I actually know what I'm doing now in the kitchen because of these handhold steps that they give you. It's super easy. If you're interested, go to HelloFresh.com slash RedWeb18 and use code RedWeb18 and get yourself 18 free meals plus free shipping. Once again, that's HelloFresh.com slash RedWeb18. Use code RedWeb18, get 18 free meals plus free shipping. And with that said, let's get right back into the mystery. But with that said, let's move on to some of the origin theories behind the story of Krampus. And there are quite a number of them, but most of them being quite small, short. So the first one we're going to talk about comes from the fact that we're uncertain where the legend truly originated from, but there are different renditions of this throughout European cultures. So let's talk about those for a second. One of those being the folklore from Austria's Alpine region. There's also another being part of pagan rituals during the winter solstice dating as far back as the 6th or 7th centuries. And that's where we kind of get into my, right. again admittedly small knowledge of that part of time. Um, and that's where you, things get a little hairy, where you're trying to figure out was something borrowed by party A or party B mm -hmm. to then instill on the other party. But with regards to these pagan rituals, they would celebrate the winter solstice as the longest night of the year and await the sun's return. You also have to remember the curvature of the earth once you get pretty high up there in the UK or especially in the Baltic region, you start to get up into the Arctic arena and when you're in the winter time the sun is not up for very long but then in the summer the sun's up an odd amount of time you know what i mean like even in scotland this threw me i learned this within this last year the sun will set very early and rise quite late um or if it's the summer 
the sun will be up quite late. It, I didn't realize like how North Scotland, for example, actually yeah. was. That's weird. I wonder, like, I mean, if you live it, you adjust to it. But yeah, adjusting to that seems interesting. Hundred percent. I, I watched imagine this. trying to sleep when you have the it's like pure daylight. Absolutely. I actually watched this really awesome vlog from a Sweden YouTuber who like she's a photographer and an artist and like it was just really cool to see her perspective on how winter is versus how the summer is but going way way back to the sixth or seventh century now you can kind of understand why this was such a part of their culture mm -hmm. and celebrating this the longest night of the year because of how long it actually was and eagerly awaiting the return of the sun. It makes a whole lot more sense when you start to think about it that way. Pagans also used to gather at Stonehenge to pay tribute to the sun, which another fun fact I'm going to spit off ad hoc because I don't know the full thing. Is it the summer solstice that the sun rises perfectly up through a specific window within Stonehenge to create like a specific shadow? I don't know. Like oh, basically the purpose behind Stonehenge being like that being a celebration of the sun and being in a particular orientation so that way when the sun came up on the solstice it would come right up through the middle of the main arches or whatever that's a theory for Stonehenge isn't it it's it's a theory but it also like works yeah like people go there whatever that time of the year is I, I don't remember um if it's like the summer solstice or or spring solstice but like a lot of tourists a lot of people go to Stonehenge at that time to witness it and just be there for it but i found it oh you got it okay yeah, yeah. The, there's a specific stone at stonehenge called the heel stone and uh it sounds like historically speaking there may have been a partner to the stone and yeah on the summer solstice summer solstice and winter solstice the sunrise is framed between those two stones mm -hmm. and so both days are yeah popular uh, tourist days where people come to to see yeah I mean, that stuff is so cool to me. That I have just enough knowledge to remember it and spitball around it, right. but I have not enough knowledge to factually be like, boom, 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 here's X, Y, and Z of the facts. But that, that kind of stuff is just so cool to me. But let's get back to the pagan traditions real quick. So pagan traditions of winter consisted of significant amounts of alcohol, and the poor would knock on the doors of the wealthy demanding food and drinks. Failure to deliver would likely lead to pranks and tricks brought on by the beggars, which you're it may be like you can find some of the familiar threads that oh, yeah. translated to like the handing art. of the fruit, mm -hmm. the fruit, <laughs> the, the punishments and the kind of mischievous behavior, the handing of gifts from one to another. Also centuries old Christmas traditions in Germany would be another one of the different renditions of this Krampus kind of throughout Europe. So there are plethora of origins that could be had throughout Europe itself. So this is like the perfect Christmas time red web story. Yeah. I'm like sitting here a bit chilly and while we're recording this, I got a little bit of tea and I'm just like listening about Krampus. Yeah. <laughs> so like I know a lot of you guys are driving or maybe you're hearing the crackling of a fireplace or something like that or you're up cozy in bed. But I'm oh. right. I'm right there with you. If I too to am this, cozy listening to Trevor describe Krampus. To me. <laughs> also, low key geek out on history. Yeah. If you're in a cozy environment, or even if you're not, just take like a a photo from your perspective 
if not if you're driving for the love of God, but like just <laughs> I'd love to see like how you're listening to this holiday themed episode and where you're at and share that with us at Redweb Pod on Twitter or Instagram or whatever. Yeah, it's just like tag um, us. I'd love like to see a social it. media app. One of my friends was telling me about called Be Real. Yeah, we're like yes. at random time during the day. It'll just be like, all right, take a photo of like you and then and so you'll take a photo using your face cam mm -hmm. then you'll take a photo using your uh back cam mm -hmm. and like and you're supposed to be in that moment you have a certain amount of time to like take it post it yeah hey just be real just be real let's be real just take a photo right now it's always so interesting yeah because a lot of people like will you know will like tell us on whether in social media or in the comment sections or whatnot they'll be like oh i listen to red Wipe. wow very popular one driving yeah, my more like every, it's my commute, Red Web. And I'm hey, like, we'll get oh, you into that hell, Monday. Hell yeah, yeah. Send you into work, dripping in fear. You know, <laughs> that's, Just, true. <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's <laughs> true. You go to work, be like, look, I heard about this murder case <laughs> just now. But uh, like I said, the theories of the origin here are going to be a little bit more nebulous than your traditional episode. But there are a few main regions throughout Europe that kind of tickle the same thought process, the same ideology that could be the origin of Krampus. But moving on from those three, the most widely believed origin is actually from the Alpine regions of pagan history because his name comes from the German word Krampen, which means claw. And he is believed to be the son of the Norse god of the underworld, Hel, H-E-L. However, there isn't much historical evidence or written evidence for the Nordic pagan connection. However, that's basically where the most people find their opinions to lie. So, a few different origins around Europe. This is the one that seems to be strongest. Yeah, but all in all, I think everyone's on the fin on the uh, the side of like European origin. Definitely. Oh, absolutely. Others say actually that Krampus comes from the Horned God, which comes from Wicca and neo pagan practices. The Horned God is a bipedal half man half goat covered in hair with horns. In Wicca practices. Birch is sometimes associated with purification, though there's little evidence besides the appearance of Krampus. So basically, there are other ideologies out there that pull on similar threads and could offer a glimpse of a different potential origin. Yeah. Or at least or some inspiration. Or inspiration, 100%. Yeah. Especially with the birch. If that's a way to punish, whether it be an impure per this, this line of thinking here or yeah, just a purification right or just punishing a naughty child does that then like help purify the naughtiness right <laughs> you are now good or else i mean <laughs> are we talking about just like back then and also christianity and all that kind of stuff yeah it was a lot mm -hmm. of just like we will hurt you in order to like take this evil out of you right or be good just so you don't have to deal with all the mm -hmm. the the downfalls of being evil but Another Alpine tradition seems more likely for the origin of Krampus, the Pershtin. So these are folkloric figures that carry bells and drive away the winter in Pershtin parades or Pershtinlauf. Amongst the parade goers, there is said to be one real Pershtin. In fact, Krampus parades are also known as Pershtinlauf. The Pershtin are led by Pershta, also known as the Christmas Witch. Pershta is said to visit homes during the 12 days of Christmas and reward good children, particularly if they had finished spinning their yarn. So now, good and bad is defined by finishing their chores, essentially. Okay. Mm -hmm. So not literal yarn, but I guess in some cases... Literal. I think literal yarn. Oh! Yeah, go, if we're going back in time here 
to the origin, like maybe. Yeah. Is that like a drawer that kids would have around the house? Interest? I mean, sure. That yeah, I don't I honestly don't know enough to know. I mean the, I mean it sounds like that's just exactly what it is. Yeah, like, I think hey, finish your chore, which is spinning the yarn. Boom. This feels like a very specific uh, situation because <laughs> right. it was also said that she would punish those who had been naughty or had not finished spinning their yarn. And I don't think that's a euphemism. I do think that no, that is yeah. actually what, what they meant. Spin the yarn and you won't be punished. Yeah. So there are good and bad Perishton and the bad ones wear scary masks made of wood. Additionally, some of the bad Perishton, in addition to these scary masks, are also said to be half goat, half man. And so it's in a similar region of the Krampus kind of tradition. It has an interesting, very strong origin with similar threads of naughty and nice children, albeit specifically around spinning yarn. But it does have the scary look with the mask and potentially also is the said... The male like, version. Half, yeah, the, the half, half goat, half goat. man. Interesting stuff. I mean, at this point, I feel like you could just pick and choose. Yeah, I, I mean, that's probably what it actually is a conjunction of many different cultural elements because while we're talking about all these different pockets of folklore and mm -hmm. whatnot, I'm sure in and of themselves they're already sharing. And so it would take an even deeper look to the origins of these things still, like of the Perishton right. itself, to really figure out the origin's origin. Yeah, it's a melting pot. 100%. Yeah. So to speak on the, the yarn spinning that you guys were talking about, so it's been said that some people have said that Perishta is related to uh, the myths of this Germanic figure called Holda, and she's either an equivalent or related. But in in any in any case, it's been said that she oversees uh, spinning and weaving. It's kind of her oh. domain. Okay. And so, as part of that kind of folklore to her, yeah. it's been said that you know, as part of yeah, the Christmas season, she since that's like what she oversees, mm -hmm. she comes in and will check in with the, the daughters of, you know, rural families to see if they've done their, yeah, essentially like their chores of right. spinning a certain amount of uh, flax or wool or yarn or anything like that. Yeah. Well, it also makes sense too. And just, this is just me being stupid, regular man where I go, what time do you need wool for? Definitely the winter time at, at minimum. Right. And so like to make, warm clothing and mittens and hats and whatnot. And so maybe there's a definitely a pressure to get that done in time for it to get cold and yeah, to combine that with get, folklore, you know? You want to get your young kid, your young daughter involved and at a good pace. It's like, well, hey, gotta get it done. You could be punished. Yeah. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Makes sense when you think about it. But yeah, let's let's now uh that was very fascinating. Thank you, Christian. Um for that added insight there, but moving on now again to the modern global spread of Krampus. In the 1890s, the German and Austrian postcard industries began creating what were called Krampus Karten. These were holiday cards that showed Krampus stuffing children into his satchel, taunting them what? with his birch sticks or dragging them off in chains. What? Yeah. I mean, they're really celebrating this dude, but also their naughty deeds right yeah in themselves imagine right? me like mischievous ways hello from germany weird punishments. happy winter here's my postcard with <laughs> here's my krampus carton and someone's like oh my god <laughs> right 
me saying that to someone in the States, like during those times, they'd be like, um, what is this? Like, why yeah. would you choose this card? And it's like, well, no, this is an actual thing. It's a big yeah. thing over in Germany. I think the thing is that's really getting me is like just how vividly the pictures are painted of punishing children. But at the end of the day, it is it is folklore, right? And so that helps kind of soften that immediate knee-jerk blow. But during the 21st century, the Hollywood entertainment industry actually made numerous films and TV shows telling the legend of Krampus, which brought popularity to this legend to the U.S. and helped spark a rekindling of, of virality to this folklore. Cities like Washington, D.C., New Orleans, Los Angeles, and many others host local Krampus knocks. So it's kind of like a, a tradition, a folklore a piece that has transcended the Alpine region and now is, is kind of like a, a, a global thing in a way, or at least in certain cities. Krampus masks can be extremely expensive and elaborate, but are available at these Krampus Nocts, and they are typically carved from wood and require intensive labor. Artisans can work for months on costumes and masks for these parades, and so people take it pretty seriously. So, it seems like it, it's <laughs> Krampus is just kind of weird. We're we're all on board with celebrating this this kind of evil Santa. I think there's something, at least from the American perspective of it, right? There's something very odd, like morbidly curious and oddly compelling about the idea that something that was so joyous as a kid, right? You wake up, you have gifts, it, it, like you see all these commercials, like you see the fluffing, cookie with a bite in it. Everything's happy and joyous. Yeah. Joy is like the key word to the whole season. And then suddenly you have this like cretinous gremlin entity, like cramp, like. There's something so interesting about that dichotomy that is so foreign to our perspective on the holidays that is, it's kind of fascinating in that way. And I think that's why also people have kind of like, of uh, non-Germanic descent have also just been like, this is fascinating. Mm -hmm. Also folklore is just, to, to me, I'm just, I just geek out over folklore. I think it's just really cool. Yeah, it's a good time. In general. It just reaches different cultures, mm -hmm. which is awesome. But yeah, I mean, like it's it's gone as far as like some of these pieces, these masks, have been put on display in museums as example of living tradition oh, wow. of historical folk art. I mean, I it, it is though. That's yeah. exactly what it is. I think that's the coolest part of this is, especially when you look at potential origins back to the sixth or seventh century pagan rituals, like that's what I think is the coolest part of this is you see history living on and sure it's a it's like shifted version of it and it will always continue to evolve, but like um, to, to see it living right in front of us still connects us to the past. Yeah. Very cool. Austrian shops sell Krampus-themed chocolates, figurines, collectible horns, in an attempt to commercialize yeah. off of this ever-growing fame. Yeah. But some do think that this mass commercialization makes him lose his edge, which I think that's where I'm coming from, where you're like, you soften it by the normalization, but like, maybe we don't need the edge of dragging kids to hell <laughs> to yeah. punish them. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but either so way- just like, hey, evil Santa. Yeah. You just I mean it's different, right? In in many things that we have in life, there's a duality. There's a good, there's a bad, that type of thing. And so I think Krampus is just another example of that. And people like different. People like change. Mm -hmm. Or maybe, you know, some everyone likes everyone likes Christmas, or maybe they feel like they want to celebrate in a different way, their own way. Maybe dance is too joyful. Maybe uh lactose and tolerant you know <laughs> i don't know <laughs> like you just want to do your own thing and so it just gives an outlet for that yeah 100 percent. 
Well, that has been the meandering and mysterious history and a few potential origins for Krampus. If we missed anything, if there's any history buffs out there, folklore buffs that know a lot about Krampus, we'd love to hear from you as always at RedWebPod on social. Hit us up even on email if you want, redweb at roosterteeth.com. Again, we are in the midst of the holiday season. It might be a little too late to get things in time for your specific holiday, but we still do have stuff at store.roosterteeth.com if there's anything you want to get for yourself or others. Or honestly, yeah. the best gift for us is a free one. Just sharing our podcast with a friend of yours, someone who you think uh, would enjoy mysteries as much as you do. Which a lot of you have. Which a lot of you have. It's been so awesome. Thank you. A lot you. of you guys talked about like, oh, I now watch this with a family member yeah. or I watch this with a friend. So thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah. That's so. the best gift that you could give us and the other task force mm. members at large. Or if you want to be a weirdo and put on a piece of clothing, sure. I mean, yeah. I you guess. want to wear clothes Look, for the holidays, their own, I guess. But I've been, <laughs> you know, I've been clothesless every episode. <laughs> I mean, it's so true. I said, yeah, broke it to you now. <laughs> <laughs> we have to force them into clothes <laughs> for case files. It's, uh, it's becoming a problem, but... All right, folks, Task Force, thank you so much for continuing to listen and support. I hope you have a lovely holiday season. Be safe and be yeah. joyous wherever you are, however you celebrate. Fredo, this doesn't let you off the hook. I'll see yeah. you right back here next Monday for another mystery. Where's, where's Krampus? Where's my banana? <laughs> oh. Krampus, look what I can do. Oh. <laughs> I'll see you next year, Fredo. <laughs>